This episode of the Adoption Connection podcast is sponsored by our upcoming Enneagram and Adoption panel series. In this three-part series, we'll feature adoptive moms representing each of the nine types. Our hope is to bring greater insight and compassion to one another and ourselves. These will be valuable conversations, even if you don't have prior Enneagram experience. The upcoming panel dates are on Tuesdays, March 16th, 23rd, and 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Recordings will be available if you can't join us live, and registration is donation-based. Grab your spot at theadoptionconnection.com slash Enneagram. Welcome to the Adoption Connection podcast, where we share resources by and for adoptive and foster moms. I'm Lisa Qualls. And this is Melissa Corkum. Don't worry, we get it, and we're here for you. Today is a Mentor Moments episode where we answer a listener question. These episodes give you a chance to join the conversation and guarantee we're providing the most helpful tools and resources for exactly where you are. This week's question is, how can I become a peaceful parent? That is an excellent question. <laughs> um, I think first of all, we have to ask ourselves, what, what does that mean to you? What does peace mean to you? Like, are we talking about, I want to be more peaceful within myself because I'm inclined to yell at my kids. And so I want to know how to stay calmer. Or are we talking about that internal frantic, stressed out feeling and you want to be more peaceful in that way? So I think the first thing to do is reflect on what does that mean to you to be a peaceful, peaceful parent and then ask the questions what is it that's destroying my peace? What is it that is keeping me from feeling internally and acting externally the way that I really want to? Yeah. And it might be, you might be thinking, well, duh, like I know exactly what destroys my peace, but take a little bit of time and really dig a little bit deeper. Like the first answer that comes to your mind might be, well, obviously like the screaming kids all day or a child who never listens to anything I have to say, you know, but the reason why that irks us or destroys a sense of our inner peace or causes us to yell is a little different for each of us. So, you know, take some time to really reflect on that. You know, when I work with parents, the first thing I always have them do when we work on a behavior plan is reflect and regulate, like, you know, we really have to understand our relationship with what's going on, either in a behavior or in this case, you know, our peacefulness that really is driving us because that is important. Absolutely. And I think that in order to regulate, we have to actually take care of ourselves. And I, I often hesitate to use the word self-care, you know, because we're all a little like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. But truly... If we are not caring for ourselves, we aren't going to have the capacity to regulate and calm ourselves. And so I think there are numerous aspects to self-care, but the thing that has become very, very important to me is sleep. And I know that sleep, sometimes we, we know we're not getting enough sleep and we just feel like, well, I have too much work. I can't worry about it. Or you know, we finally get our kids to bed and that's the only time we feel like our self-care is giving ourselves time to stay up after they've gone to bed. When in reality, I think research shows over and over that 
sleep is so valuable that it's essential really for our ability to calm and regulate ourselves and be peaceful within ourselves. Yeah. And so if you feel like I don't even know how to get a good night's sleep, either you're up worrying or maybe you have physical things that are affecting that, you know, make that a priority to untangle, to figure out how you can get really good sleep. So, you know, for some people, it might be an essential oil or an herbal supplement before bed or a medication or, uh, you know, Lisa, both of our families are really big fans of white noise machines. So it's all types of things that can help us kind of increase our sleep hygiene, if you will. Yes. Yeah. And more recently, I've been using an app called Brain FM, and we can put that in the show notes. But I have found it's it's science, uh, well-researched sound that helps you sleep. And I cannot believe how much it's helping me. I mean, I've been a terrible sleeper for a very long time and it is truly helping me sleep. So we will put a link to that because it's so worth And there's a free trial so you can try it out and see if it helps you because it's definitely helping me. Yeah. Is, I think that's probably based on like binaural beats. Is it something that you listen to like with headphones or earbuds or do you just play it on a speaker in your room? I actually just play it on my phone next to my bed. Good to know. Yeah. It's, it's really been helpful. I'm, I'm rather shocked. Yeah. And I think another part of all of this is, you know, if we're looking to increase our kind of inner sense of peace, we talked about the reflection part and how our situations may be triggering something internally, emotionally for us. So there's like this emotional part of taking care of ourselves and doing what we can, the parts that we can control. And there's also this, I think, mental part of a term that we talk about periodically here. And if you've known Lisa and I for a while, you've probably heard us bring it up of, of radical acceptance. And that's this idea that we radically accept kind of the situation, the season that we're in. It doesn't excuse it. It doesn't mean that we'll look to better it in some way, but there's a certain sense that if we don't radically accept where we are, then we don't have the right tools for finding that inner peace. And so just as a simple example, right? If if you have a child who after school has that restraint collapse where they just fall apart and, and they're just hard from the end of the school day till bedtime, and that happens consistently every single night, you know, we might get up every day or, you know, get to the afternoon every time and just hope that that's not going to happen. And so maybe we have after school plans or, you know, we still have to make dinner or there's all these things that have to happen. And then this meltdown happens and, you have to deal with it. And then you're just so frustrated because you were supposed to make dinner or help another kid or, I don't, you know, so many things, right? But if we radically accept that this pattern is pretty consistent, then we can plan ahead for it. And so it means that we may order our day in a different way so that we have the capacity, the margin, the space to accommodate these behavioral patterns in our kids. Right. Absolutely. And I, that was definitely my experience when my kids were younger. And I just learned I had to prep dinner in the morning. I had to, th there was definitely no running errands or anything in the afternoon. I had to plan that there would be food for a snack. I had to make sure I wasn't too distracted trying to do too many things because 
my daughter was so fragile. Her regulation was so fragile that I couldn't try to fit in much else. And, you know, if it turned out that by, you know, the blessing of God or good fortune or just my good planning that it was peaceful, then, you know, I could enjoy that. And but if it wasn't, I internally was not as stressed out because I was prepared. And, you know, sometimes creating this margin for being extra supportive for our kids who are really struggling means setting some boundaries. We're going to have to say no to a lot of things, which pains me because I'm a yes girl through and through. And we may have to say no to some things that are really good, but they're just we don't have room for them if we're also going to make room for the other things that we need to support the people that are right in front of us. And that can be hard to do, especially if you're a person who has normally been the one who could jump all into every opportunity or who wanted to serve people by volunteering and different things. And people may expect those things of you, but really in this season, if parenting is taking everything you've got, then it's really a good thing to say no to everything else in order to maintain some peace within yourself and not be frantic and spread way too thin because probably everything you've got has to go into just making it through every day as a mom with your kids. Yeah. And we've said this before, but if that's the level that you're at all the time, then we would also super encourage you to seek help. You know, even during a pandemic, there are people who have, you know, kind of expanded their, their circle, like their little quarantine pod or whatever, like just accept help. And maybe it's little simple things like eating off of paper plates. So you don't have to wash dishes, you know, find ways to take things off of your load as much as you can. Absolutely. And if you're homeschooling, well, we're all kind of homeschooling to some degree. A lot of us are, if you're doing that, and that's proving to be very, very stressful. Maybe you can find a high school or a middle school, or you can hire for a couple hours to be with your kids just to help and reduce some of your stress. Absolutely. So one other thing I wanted to mention, you know, part of when I heard this question, how can I become a peaceful parent? You know, I kind of have this like image of the, you know, maybe Karen Purvis voice, like the calm mom sitting and there's chaos raging around and she's kind of just you know, kind of Zen, like in the midst of it all. And we've talked a little bit about this here on the podcast as well. But sometimes what our kids need to get out of the stuck state that they're in, if they are dysregulated, and their regulation energy is super high, is they actually don't need us to be calm, they need us to match their energy, and help them direct their flow of energy. And and their nervous system needs to connect to another nervous system that has high energy. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be dysregulated. We're going to be in charge of that energy. We'll be making a conscious decision as a parent to kind of enter into that energy and redirect it rather than just trying to convince it to calm down by being calm ourselves. And that's been a really powerful technique. And for someone like me who struggles with that peaceful parent image anyway, because not much about me has been super peaceful, even in my own life. Like I, I'm just, I'm high energy and thinking that I needed to be a certain type of peaceful for my family, I think was a real struggle. And so 
being given permission that being in control of myself didn't necessarily mean calm and peaceful was huge. And that's been really helpful in kind of helping me be less frustrated with my kids instead of getting to that point of boiling over where I'm dysregulated and then I yell in a way that I'm not in control of versus right off the bat matching energy in a controlled way has like been completely life-changing for me. Yeah. The first time I heard that, I was like, what, what I'm supposed to come up to their level of energy because really the way I'd always done it is tried to stay really, really Zen, really low, really calm. And it was frustrating sometimes for my kids. And when I did learn, it did not come naturally to me to match their energy, but I have seen that be really, really effective. So it's a great idea. I think. (laughs) I also want to add that, um, you know, if you're a person of faith, then I think really digging deep into what that means. If if God is your source of peace, how are you going to sort of access that peace? How are you going to meet that need in your life for peace that can come from God? So, you know, this isn't probably the time or place to go deep into that, but you know, do some reading, do some research, get into the word of God and see what you can discover and really draw on the peace that I think God offers to us when we fully trust him, which is very hard to do. But when we can trust him, we will have more peace. Yes. And pray, pray, pray. Yes, definitely. So if you have a question that you would like us to chat about here on Mentor Moments, you can send us an email to email at theadoptionconnection.com or what we love is to hear your voice. And I know you as listeners enjoy hearing from folks as well. And you can do that by calling our listener hotline. It's 24 seven and no one ever answers it. So you can leave a message whenever it's convenient for you, no matter where you are in the world. And that number is 208 741 3880. Before you go, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as The Adoption Connection. Thanks so much for listening. We love having you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review over on iTunes. It will help us reach more moms who may be feeling alone. And remember, until next week, you're a good mom doing good work and we're here for you. The music for the podcast is called New Day and was created by Lee Rosevere.